from across the globe, from the centre of aerospace, and now to you. Thank you for downloading the Aero Society podcast from the Royal Aeronautical Society. Our corporate partners operate at every level of the global aviation, aeronautics and space sectors. They help to reinforce best practice, improve all aspects of the industry and help us to create events and activities at the Society. To learn more about the role our corporate partner members play, visit www.aerosociety.com. We are proud to present the following lecture from the 2012 Named Lecture Series. The Named Lecture Series honors distinguished aeronautical pioneers and offers a platform to high-profile speakers representing all sectors of the aeronautical and space community. All content published by the Royal Aeronautical Society is subject to our website terms of use. Visit aerosociety.com for more information. The Sopworth lecture tonight is going to be presented by Richard Thompson. Uh, the bit that every lecturer hates more than anything else is the biography. So I'm going to keep it very short. You've all had a chance to read what's been written about him. Um, sim- put simply, Richard is the chief executive of Airbus Military. Um, he's the EAG representative and shareholder um, on the Air Tanker Services Board. He's been running Airbus Military for 13 years. Um, got a superb background in commercial roles, um, languages graduate, and up to there it's all really good. It goes a bit downhill from now on. Um, he's ex-Royal Navy, I'm ex-Air Force, um, and to his embarrassment this evening, um, he's not yet a member of the society, but he's going to be very shortly, we're going to send him some paperwork. <laughs> Richard's married to Janet, a couple of grown-up children, um, naval history, F1 racing and rugby. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Thompson. President, thank you very much. Um, Royal Aeronautical Society members, fellow guests, good evening. Uh, I've been very ably introduced already. Thank you very much for that. But of course, I'll just... uh, say, I'm Richard Thompson and Chief Executive of Airbus Military UK, not Airbus Military. (laughs) I haven't risen to those great heights yet. don't think I ever will. Um, I'm delighted, of course, to have been asked to deliver this year's SOP with name lecture, which I have chosen to focus on delivering capability through partnership, a partnership to help the Royal Air Force shape the future of air transport and air-to-air refuelling an area that is as challenging and exciting for the Royal Air Force as it is for industry. I am delighted that Airbus Military UK will be supporting two of the squadrons that were formed in Tommy Sopwith's heyday. 70 Squadron, in 1916, operated Sopwith one-and-a-half strutter aircraft, the cutting-edge technology of the day. More recently... The squadron has gained over 40 years of experience operating the venerable Hercules in tactical transport air. They will bring their experience to bear as A400M enters the tactical air transport role. And just as 10 squadron prepared to enter Future Force 1920 on army operation duties, delivering pigeons amongst other things, they will enter Future Force 2020 
with what one review panel in the United States declared to be the best multi-role tanker on the market. These are the areas that I shall be focusing on today. I shall talk about the raising tempo. I will take you through the operational context and how the new Airbus military aircraft will make real differences to the lives of servicemen and women. I will talk about working as partners. I will explain how meeting the demand of a challenging operational context will be achieved by a new type of working partnership between industry and the RAF. Some of these partnerships are already in place, as most of you know, but we're looking to stretch the boundaries of that every time we move forward with a piece of new technology or a new generation of aircraft. I will talk about enabling a new era. I will explain the challenges that we face as an organization and side by side with the Royal Air Force as part of the entry into service of A400M and, of course, Voyager. And I'll talk about meeting that challenge or meeting that change. I will finish by explaining how it will ad we will address these challenges and look a bit into the future. Despite knowing the date when the UK will withdraw from Afghanistan, no one supposes that the future will be absent of operational challenges. It is likely that the next few decades will see the need for our armed forces to provide military intervention or humanitarian assistance and to do so at little or no notice. To meet this task, the units of the future force will need to be every bit as capable as their predecessors, but their reduced numbers will mean that they will also need to be far more agile, responsive and mobile. Helping the air transport and air-to-air -air refueling forces meet this sustained tempo and develop these capabilities is a challenge that I and my team relish. As for the armed forces as a whole, they will have to grow their capability at a time of great turbulence and change. The withdrawal from Afghanistan by the end of 2014 will mark the end of almost 14 years of continuous high-intensity operations and deployment. Many outsiders might expect the services to take a well-earned breather, but in reality, there is unlikely to be any let-up of pace in the post-Afghanistan era. If they are to transform themselves into the future Force 2020 and are not engaged in active operations, all elements of our armed forces will be faced with lengthy and demanding training schedules. Training has often suffered through the height of the decade-long campaign, and the activities need to regain skills and capabilities will involve all aspects of air transport and air-to-air -air refueling. With the planning round 12 closeout announcement that A400M and Voyager remained key elements of the RAF's core program, the Secretary of State for Defense heralded a new kind of partnership for a new era. A partnership where the full range of air transport and air-to-air -air refueling activities will be provided from a stable of Airbus thoroughbreds with the range, reliability, and versatility of Voyager and A400M forming the lifeblood of the future forces. 
A future where the metrics of the partnership will be measured in the only key performance indicator that matters to the Royal Air Force and to Airbus Military, which is mission success. Replacing the VC-10 and TriStar, the Voyager is the first fleet which becomes demonstrably more cost-effective the more we fly it. With a guaranteed levels of availability and state-of-the-art fleet management, the core fleet will provide an unparalleled level of reliability across the strategic air transport and air-to-air refueling task. With a reserve fleet of aircraft which can earn third-party revenue on the civil register or, has, or provide unprecedented levels of contingent capability when on the military register, the RAF has perhaps the most flexible and effective solution it could hope to own. Unlike any fleet before it, the through-life cost of the capability on offer is known at the outset, and that should provide an unusual degree of stability for the hard-pressed programmers in the MOD. The A400M will support C-17 in the strategic lift role, lifting 80% of the loads that the C-17 currently carries. The A400M is the only airlifter that can fly the vast majority of the inventory used in military or humanitarian scenarios directly to the site of the action. The A400M was designed with parachuting at its heart and can perform from as high as 40,000 feet for special missions and as low as 15 feet for low-level load deliveries. The A400M is conceived to be the most reliable airlifter ever requiring only 84 days of scheduled downtime maintenance in a 12-year period. The A400M will offer combinations of speed, reach, and utility that cover current blind spots on the Orbat, and supported with a training solution that requires almost no live continuation flying, the Royal Air Force will truly be able to train as they fight in the tactical air transport and special missions environments. With the aircraft already cleared in Arctic, soft field, and hot and high environments, the A400M is an airlifter with no equal. Voyager, based on A330-200, offers unique military strategic air transport and air-to-air refueling capabilities. More than 1,000 A330-200s have been sold around the globe, ensuring easy support and many years of commercial life still ahead. Voyager equals or improves the fuel transfer capacity of the TriStar without impairing the capacity to carry passengers or cargo simultaneously. Refueling can be done at any altitude up to 35,000 feet, whilst cruising at speeds between 180 and 325 knots. Voyager can carry up to 111 tonnes of fuel in its tanks, which would support four typhoons on a 3,600 nautical mile deployment. Dispensing is controlled from an enhanced video monitoring system, enabling remote operated day and night refueling. On towline missions... It can be on station at 1,000 nautical miles with the capacity to provide 50 tonnes of fuel for receivers, 
that is enough to keep four fast jets on combat air patrol for more than four hours. Voyager can carry 40 tons of payload and offers more than 25% improvement in the number of fully laden troops it can carry on intertheater sorties. With strategic reach and theater entry standards of protection, both Voyager and A400M will deliver passengers and equipment direct to theater. This will spell, spell the end of the hub and spoke method currently used and will free up the C-17 for the heavy freight role for which it was procured. With a 98% availability rate from the nine aircraft core fleet, Voyager will be able to lift more operational and routine passengers than legacy aircraft. Voyager will significantly reduce the reliance on charter aircraft. The overall cost of the airbridge, the volume of traffic at Bryce Norton, and provide relief for what is probably the hardest working unit in the Air Force. A400M's outside strategic airlift capability will support the deployment of the Joint Rapid Reaction Force and will give the RAF a tactical and strategic airlift capability of, capable sorry, of supporting all three services. The new fleets supported by Air Tanker, in the case of Voyager, and Airbus Military UK, in the case of A400, will bring a quantum leap to the RAF strategic air transport capability. We are, of course, involved as well in supporting air tanker, in supporting Voyager. Voyager offers almost twice the reliability of the venerable but tiring legacy fleets. Just six Voyager aircraft will be able to offer the same amount of fuel and number of hoses as the legacy fleets combined. Crucially, this much-reduced footprint will make space at Bryce Norton for the tactical air transport and fixed-wing special mission fleets. Voyager will also offer more fuel, more quickly, and over a wider speed bracket to provide support for all fast jet and air-to-air refuel refueling-capable air transport and I-Star aircraft. Looking towards Future Force 2020, the remaining three core fleet Voyager aircraft and the shoulder fleet will offer levels of contingent capability that will cover even the most demanding air-to-air refueling and air transport task requirement. As with Voyager, replacing the VC-10 and TriStar, the A400M has a very hard act to follow in replacing the Charlie 130. As those who recently enjoyed an A400M flight from Bryce Norton will attest, it is a truly impressive aircraft, and the crossover strategic and tactical capabilities it brings to play are real game changers. In the strategic environment, thanks to its uh, technologies, new technologies, the A400M flies faster and higher. It can carry outsized operational equipment, including the Terrier Combat Engineering Tractor, Warrior-type vehicles, and, of course, helicopters like Chinook, with the same degree of strip-down, by the way, as is required for a C-17. Uh, I mentioned Terrier Combat Engineering Vehicle. It might seem like a strange choice, but that is, in fact, the densest and heaviest 
uh, of the Army's uh, tracked vehicles that the aircraft is designed to carry. Uh, and it's a very dense platform with a very high concentration of weight in a very short footprint. And the, reinf- the, the floor on the A400M and the ramp for the UK has had to be specially reinforced specifically for the Terrier. In a tactical environment, with awesome performance in the air dispatch and aerial delivery roles, it will deliver large loads or a single parachutist with pinpoint accuracy. With its superb soft field performance, A400M can get into strips most aircraft would never consider. It can deliver almost 3,000 tons of freight into a strip with a California bearing ratio between 4 and 6 before the strip would require repair. Californian bearing ratio is a measure of how soft the ground is. And it goes down to soft sand in the beach, which is about CBR2. A400M will extend the realm of the traditional tactical transport into the strategic domain, whilst losing none of its tactical versatility. It will be a truly multi-role airlifter, This will allow planners and operators to transition rapidly from a strategic mission profile to a tactical scenario and back. A400M fills the strategic tactical air transport capability gap admirably. In all areas of air transport and air refueling, Voyager and the A400M will allow the Royal Air Force to reduce the capability gap that has developed over the last decade. All 14 Voyager aircraft will be delivered by 2016, enabling a combined giveaway fuel load at takeoff of over 630 tonnes. By 2018, the RAF will have 22 A400Ms. This means that transportation of a representative combined load of over 580 tonnes will be possible in a single lift. And that's not all airplanes being available. We've chosen representative figures of aircraft being available at any one time to calculate those figures. But enough of that. The Royal Air Force is not about delivering just shiny new platforms. The Royal Air Force is about delivering capability. That requires engagement and focus across all lines of development and a shared understanding and acceptance of where the expertise lies and how to maximize it. Through close liaison with our customer, we will ensure that we meet not just the equipment milestones, but also the capability milestones, which are so important to realize in Future Force 2020. Just to make a difference, the equipment milestones are things you actually find in the contract. Capability milestones is something that we will work together with the customer to deliver in terms of his readiness and our readiness to support that operational capability. The Royal Air Force looks set to be in the vanguard of many of the A400M capability milestones. Recognizing the very local nature of both the challenges and the opportunities of developing capability... Domingo Ureña, the CEO of Airbus Military, established national subsidiaries in each of the participating nations. 
These would sit side by side with a customer in order to deliver a service that was as agile, adaptable and capable as the Air Force it supported. Currently based at Airbus in Filton with a team of around 20 people, Airbus Military UK has been working hand in glove with the A400 project team at Abbey Wood for the past 14 months. In that time, we have made huge advances in understanding the customer's needs and in shaping affordable and effective support solutions to fit those needs. As we near A400M delivery and the, and the details for support solutions have been agreed, I will relocate the team to a facility at Bryce Norton so that we can focus on the practical aspects of helping the RAF deliver the capability. By 2016, the team should have grown to about 100 people. Our part in developing the capability will include the provision of a synthetic training solution in which we provide the equipment and support the Royal Air Force to develop the training syllabus, ensuring that their culture, concepts and doctrine remain at the heart of the air tanking and air-to-air -air refueling force. Likewise, the support solution retains military manning in key areas and will build on the Royal Air Force's unmatched experience of deployment operations, supported by Airbus's proven international support and distribution network. The introduction of cutting-edge fleet tasking and availability management processes <coughs> will deliver efficiencies not just in how the fleets are maintained, but how they are utilised. Together, these solutions will ensure that the world's first Air Force remains the world's best Air Force. We have been working with the MOD to jointly develop a concept that will enable the RAF to maintain output across the capability spectrum, whether operating from Bryce Norton, Benghazi or Basra. It brings together what's best in the RAF and what's best in industry. The concept leverages commercial best practice from the Airbus world, with Airbus military's experience of supporting thousands of military aircraft, and finesse, or finesses it with RAF expertise in a mixed manning solution, all under a new regulatory regime. Uniformed and industry personnel will mix and flex between forward and depth maintenance, as required, to sustain skills and critical mass, cope with peaks and troughs, support deployed operations, all whilst providing the most cost-effective support solution possible. If we are to realise Domingo Reña's intent of enhancing our responsiveness to the Royal Air Force's evolving future needs, we will need to take a leaf from Trenchard's brats and learn as we grow. I believe we have made a very good start to our education. Our proximity to the project team at Abbey Wood has allowed us to build a nuanced understanding of their issues so that between us, we have generated novel and effective solutions that could never have been achieved via a very long screwdriver from Madrid. It is the quality of our understanding of the military needs and culture that will determine how successful our partnership will be. Our partnership will and must go beyond a hole-in-the-wall relationship. 
As already mentioned, my team will continue to grow as we near aircraft delivery, and with elements of the project team, we will relocate to Bryce Norton when the focus moves from delivery of the platform to development of the capability. At least in the early years, it will be Airbus military that best knows the aircraft. Living and working with the RAF will allow us to share that skill and knowledge over time. It makes everything easier to have your partner close to you, and with our help, the RAF will better respond to emergencies and unpredictable scenarios. Being air-minded individuals, we recognize that all, despite the fact that I was in the Navy, <laughs> we recognize that all challenges are just opportunities waiting to be developed. We will face cultural challenges, challenges posed by totally new technology, the challenge to help the RAF transition towards a new way of working, and the challenge to ha of having to do more with less but safely and in a sustainable manner. We will face the challenge of addressing the cultural and organizational differences between best commercial practice and the reality of military requirements, and all, as I said already, under an ever-changing regulatory regime. We need to embed sufficient uniform manpower into the structure to provide a deployable force and balance that against the cost and time to train a licensed engineer capable of working in a mill part M or a mill part 145 organization. Of course, they themselves will be followed and replaced by their equivalent EMARs in due time. Not only does our solution respect and address these issues, but arguably, it offers a more varied work regime with personnel moving between maintenance lines as the need arises. This concept has been introduced successfully by air tanker services on the Voyager, and our most significant challenge is to extend that model to a partnership structure without threatening the core of the engineering trade, whilst removing artificial boundaries and introducing economies of scale. If we are to realize early wins with the new aircraft, there are many areas where we will face significant training challenges. Fit-for-purpose synthetic training will allow mission rehearsal for high-end tactical requirements, thereby preserving and improving the crew's currency and competency. Any issues, sorry, an issue that has tested the ATAR fleet throughout the Herrick era. Another area is the clearing of equipment such as Terrier, already mentioned, for loading onto the aircraft. With the introduction, with the introduction of a cargo mock-up facility at Bryce Norton, A400M is already years ahead of any predecessor in generating load plans and clearances for the inventory. The RAF through J2 and, the, and with the support of Airbus Military UK are a third of the way through achieving this goal and leading the way when compared to partner air forces on the same platform. <coughs> this should prove especially useful when we, when we start to look at loads for specialist users. The MOD and Airbus Military UK 
are working to protect the program to ensure entry into service and progressive delivery of maintenance capabilities. This includes the establishment of of on-base facilities as an integral part of the solution. And the interim use also of existing facilities for first-line maintenance for the first six months of the A400M's time at Bryce Norton until the full infrastructure is available. We will explore the benefits and risks associated (coughs) with on- and off-base MRO solutions and a supplier will be selected through competition. We have needed to develop a solution which complies with the burgeoning regulatory framework of the Military Airworthiness Authority, but also supports Part 145 maintenance, uh, maintenance repair organization, accreditation through a continuing airworthiness management organization, or CAMO, as it's normally known. Some of the problems are common to all new aircraft introductions to service, such as the relative lack of aircraft data maturity and understanding how that might affect availability and reliability in the early period of service. Our solution to all these problems will be market-tested to ensure it provides the most effective support for the RAF's needs. We are confident it will withstand the level of scrutiny that rightly attends any significant commitment in today's financial climate. One of the more pleasant challenges we will face, of course, is in exploring the envelope of what the A400M can do. And uh, next generation aircraft such as Voyager, especially A400M, composed of next generation technologies, present the challenge to their operators of expanding the ATAR concept and the doctrines that support and leverage that concept. We hope and believe that we have strategies in place to address all foreseen challenges as we move into the exciting new era of ATAR capability. Meeting these challenges will be contingent on the effectiveness of our partnership with the Royal Air Force. Sir Glenn Torpy, when he was Chief of Air Staff, summarised the crucial differentiator of a partnership to work in this new era. It's a sharing of risk, a sharing of mission success, as the only KPI worthy of note. Incentivising industry and borrowing lessons from commercial best practice whilst not forgetting what the front line needs. So where are we? The first Voyager aircraft is already in country, performing missions and conducting training, providing it, it's proving itself as the first, as the 21st century benchmark in the capable hands of air tanker services and 10 squadron. In fact, I've just come back from the latest board meeting of air tanker services where some of the figures of the latest performance of the aircraft, one aircraft in service so far, has been achieving, and they're quite remarkable. Um, Bearing in mind that it's just gone into service and it's got some teething problems, as all new aircraft do when they're taken into service, it's it's been flying every day since it's been introduced, 
and um, it's got uh, well over 90% availability, dispatch reliability, on-time dispatch reliability, and um, it scores on a score between one and four, and this is a subjective score given to it by the RAF crews in terms of mission success, it's consistently scoring 3.9. So it's already behaving itself and it's uh, showing what it will achieve in future. The A400M training solution is agreed and it's passed its main gate approval, ministerial approval, uh, treasury approval as well, and ready for contract through a joint venture between Airbus Military and TALIS that will actually construct a training hub um, at, um, at Bryce Norton and it will be contracted as a service uh, provision for the Royal Air Force. And it will have two full mission simulators and a number of other synthetic training devices that will go along with it. The A400M in service support solution is 80% agreed and we have started to recruit our entry into service support teams. Infrastructure and long lead item work will have its enabling contract in place during the course of 2013. Bearing in mind the first aircraft, of course, arrives in September of 2014. Looking a bit into the future, with Airbus military aircraft forming the vast majority of the inventory at Bryce Norton for the next three decades, it will be no surprise to you that we're very interested in helping the Royal Air Force realize their ambition to make Bryce into an even more efficient and effective airport of embarkation. For this reason, we are studying with Rolls-Royce and the Manchester Airport Group ways in which we might be able to deliver innovative solutions in both the airport and airline aspects of the operation. The outlook for the United Kingdom as a whole, and for the MOD in particular, might not be clear for some time. With a comprehensive spending review in 2014, and a strategic defence review due again in 2015, the MOD might, or will rightly, be expected to justify every pound spent on defence. However, those same reviews might create the opportunity or the need to regenerate capabilities that have, have been hibernated in the op-heric era. With a wide family of aircraft and advanced tactical mission systems covering everything from the low signature protected movement of key leaders through to cost-effective multi-role, multi-mission platforms proven in a range of capabilities, Airbus Military stands ready to offer off-the-shelf solutions to fill most requirements. I hope this talk has given you a flavour about the challenge that my team and I face and how we intend to turn some of them into opportunities. Thank you for inviting me here today, for listening to me, and I would be pleased, of course, at this stage to take any questions. Thank you very much. From across the globe, from the centre of aerospace, and now to you. Thank you for downloading. Visit www.aerosociety.com 
To download more from this series and other multimedia content from the Royal Aeronautical Society. If you enjoyed this content, please consider showing your support for the Society. Share a link to this presentation by email or on your favorite social networks. If you have an interest in aerospace, consider the professional and personal benefits of membership. Visit www.aerosociety.com. This content is provided subject to our website and digital media terms of use. Please visit www.aerosociety.com for more information.